Hey guys, Danielle Harris here, Jamie Lloyd from Halloween, and you're listening to Horror Homeschool. Welcome back to Horror Homeschool. I'm Chris. And I'm tired. <laughs> I'm Ashley. <laughs> How are you doing, Ashley? I'm fine. How are you? Very tired. Uh, for the listeners, it's coming up to 3am here in the UK over the holiday period. Uh, this was literally the only time we could all get together to record this episode. Um, so, yeah, I'm suffering for the pod, but I love the pod. You know, so. <laughs> suffer for the things but, you love. <laughs> and you know what else I love? I love our special guest that we have on the show today. Hmm, oh, does uh, his name rhyme with Schmielschmausch? <laughs> <laughs> My God, you weren't lying when you said them sleeping pills might make you a bit <laughs> delirious. <laughs> this is going to an episode, I can tell already. I'm de- I'm delirious with tiredness because it's 3 a.m. And you're, you're delirious with sleeping pills sleeping and pills and being injured. Have you taken some painkillers for your injury today? Uh, I did earlier. It's been it's been a couple hours, but <laughs> they freaking hurt. So, um, but yeah, we, we are here to talk- <laughs> we're here to talk about Gremlins too. But we also have a special guest. Making his second appearance on the pod. Welcome back, Fieldmouse. Woo! Always ready to talk gremlins. What's going on, man? I'm sorry you don't get a cool, heartfelt intro like last time, but you just... <laughs> and I got my Gizmo Funko Pop. Aw, I want a Gizmo Funko Pop. I'm going to have to find one. I hate Funko Pops, but I love Gizmo, so, you know. I know you do. We've had that conversation. <laughs> but I'm guessing you excited to talk about this film today. Gremlins 2, the new batch. The new batch. The Came new out batch. in 1990, so that's six years after the original. Yep. And this was written S. Haas. Did I pronounce that right? And um, this guy basically did nothing else. I had a look and only thing he did. Uh, however, Joe Dante returns to direct this. Do you have some trivia about this movie for us, Fieldhouse? Yeah, you kept cutting out, so I'm just going to roll with whatever I think is going on. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Apologies uh, <laughs> to the listeners. This episode might be a shit show. I have a feeling it may be. <laughs> right now, 
word is going to be. This is what you're getting. Oh, actually, I've got a, an excuse for that. That we have gremlins in our system. This is the problem here. <laughs> Put them. Yes. Um, well, the first little thing is uh, you talked about Joe Dante came back to direct it. Um, apparently, they they kept trying to come up with uh, Gremlins too, and they were you know they had various scripts written. And Joe Dante didn't particularly want to do it. He felt like he had gotten everything out, you know, that he wanted to say, said in the first one. But uh, they convinced him to come back. They said, you know, you can do whatever you want to. We'll leave you alone. Just do it. And so that's why what he made ended up just being ridiculous, kind of a parody of the first Gremlins movie. Interesting. Uh, do you think it was almost like a, like a middle finger? No. I mean, not particularly. I mean, it, it makes fun of sequels. And, I mean, obviously it's very... Uh, like, you know, breaks the fourth wall a lot and very, very meta, as the kids it's say. It's very self-aware. Like, kids, you know, I was the one that said meta. I'm not a child. It's, all, <laughs> it's almost like a... Like a like scream, like that kind of thing. Like scary oh, movie. Yeah. yeah. Scream. <laughs> and, in fact, one of the trivia things here says that uh, Leonard Malton, who uh, is the... Uh, He's the movie police. Um, he does that scene where he's doing the review of the first Gremlins. That was his actual... <laughs> he's an actual uh, critic, and that was his actual review of the first movie. That was and, great. Uh, that so was fantastic, can. then. He, he See, that this, went over my head. <laughs> he gave this movie three stars out of four and referred to that scene as a gratuitous cameo, even though he doesn't actually say that he's in the movie. Nice. Who rates things out of four stars? Come on, just make it five. What the hell? <laughs> I know you you rate everything three and a half stars so like it feels only totally <laughs> yeah but it's out it's out of five stars who has a four star rating <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> um hey can, sorry to interrupt but can you can you guess what I rated this this out of five oh, stars no. okay we'll, we'll see in a minute <laughs> <laughs> here's one for you uh when Gizmo first sees the janitor, he says Gomez, and that's referring to the fact that the janitor is John Aston, who played Gomez in the original television show. Huh. Interesting. I did not I'm pick up on that. I have to go back that. and watch this movie again so I can pick up on all the little Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw this, and uh, I was watching some bonus um, behind... The, well, I was watching the uh, the, the gag reel. Uh, there is a cut scene where the gremlins are letting all the animals loose in the Splice of Life uh, laboratories, and uh, they weren't able to get the monkeys to come out of their cages because they were terrified of gremlin puppets. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> like they show them where like they had the gremlin puppet like not in his head, and they're like, "Come on, come on!" And the monkey will look at it and just back up, and it's like, "Yeah, they're not having it." <laughs> uh, Mohawk was a recreation of Stripe. All the all the uh, first gremlins that came out of uh, gizmo had names there was mohawk who's obvious the guy with the mohawk um lenny and uh bruce and daffy lenny and bruce <laughs> that's really weird because i just watched a movie about the serial killer today whose name was bruce but his actual name was leonard that's really weird <laughs> that's weird Anyway, sorry. Um, Daniel Clamp was kind of an amalgamation of uh, Donald Trump and uh, hmm. didn't get that. Yeah. I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> he was also like he's played by uh, one of my favorite actors that uh, he's also in Scrooge and uh, he played Lex Luthor's dad in Smallville. Oh, that's where I knew him from. I couldn't put my finger on it the whole time. Yeah, now I know too. Because I was like, he looks familiar, especially like his teeth. Yeah. So I couldn't, I couldn't place it either. Smallville. Oh, that was a good show. The uh, twins, yeah. Martin and Lewis, they were both in Terminator Two, as uh, the cop in the mental institution getting coffee when the T one thousand turns into him and stabs him in the eye. Oh. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about. I love that movie. Great movie. It is a great movie. Uh, let's see. Oh, it's not Lenny and Bruce. It's Lenny and George. I'm sorry. Uh, from. Uh, oh, okay. They're based off of. They're referring to uh, "Of Mice and Men" by John Steinbeck. That's a good Lenny book. And Daffy. It's a sad book, but that's a good book. <laughs> let's see. According to this, Gremlins 2 is Joe Dante's favorite of the two Gremlins movies. <laughs> That's cute. Um, of course, Jerry Goldsmith wrote the music for the Gremlins movies. He apparently also wrote the music for Rambo. Ooh, which, that's oh. a good movie. Of course, it's one that Gizmo gets into in this movie. Yeah, because he has the head on them. Is that like a reference to that? Yes. Oh, Gizmo. It's <laughs> so cute. Tim Curry considered for the voice of Brain Gremlin. Tim Curry? Mm-hmm. Oh, that would have been good. One factoid that I that it is, I don't think it's listed in the trivia, but it's one that I've always been a fan of, is uh, Howie Mandel does the voice of Gizmo, and uh, the voice he uses for Gizmo is the exact same voice he uses for Bobby in Bobby's World. I don't know what that is. Yeah, me neither. Oh. <laughs> I'm old, y'all. <laughs> You're not that much older than us, but what is it? <laughs> it was an old Fox cartoon series. It was it was just based off of a character that Howie Mandel had in his stand-up stuff. Um, it was just like a little kid with a really vivid imagination, and he had the exact same voice as Gizmo, except he actually said words. Interesting. Nice. Too old and too American for me. So Howie Mandel did a thing in stand-up talking about how, you know, he did, got two checks with one fucking voice. I didn't watch that thing that you sent me. I forgot. Um, did you want I to watched, talk about that? Uh, well, I mean, it's just the, uh, the Key and Peele. You're talking about the Key and Peele thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, they did a, a sketch making fun of Gremlins 2, talking about... Uh, you know, all the different kinds of gremlins that they came up with for this movie. And apparently Joe Dante watched it. And so I saw an interview with him where he said, yeah, that's pretty much how it happened. Where, uh, that's cool. they just kind of threw ideas out in the, in the wild. I love it. But hopefully our listeners have watched it. If not, go check it out. It's just look for Key and Peele gremlins Two sketch. It's fucking funny. I like Key and Peele. I think there's some of their stuff is funny. Not all their stuff. Some yeah. Of their stuff. Um, and I mean, you know, they had the Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck thing at the beginning, which it was the 50th anniversary. This is at the time of the movie's theatrical release, uh, despite wearing the WWF championship belt in his brief cameo, Hulk Hogan was no longer the champion in June of 1990. Hmm. That part was so meta. I was confused when the movie came on. I genuinely thought I'd like downloaded the wrong film. I was like, (laughs) hold on. (laughs) 
have I downloaded like a Looney Tunes cartoon? What is happening? <laughs> like it went on for so long as well. The VHS <laughs> uh, version of Gremlins Two has a different scene for that. Like it uh, it shows the film. It shows the tape breaking instead of the film breaking. So it changes the way the film breaks, and then uh, it turns into this thing where instead of Hulk Hogan coming out, John Wayne comes out and uh, shoots the. <laughs> Off of his movie and then says, you know, all right, Pilgrim, let's get back to the main feature everybody wants to see. And like, uh, they got somebody to do an impersonation of him because he, he was dead by the time they recorded it. But like, but yeah, the VHS <laughs> has a different uh, film break scene, which is cool as a fever dream. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things in the whole movie. Like, I, I like the idea. The uh, the implication that Hulk Hogan is just wearing his ring gear and wrestling belt bolted <laughs> around his waist while watching it. <laughs> so, so ridiculous to me. I love it. You gotta rip his shirt to tell them gremlins what's what. You think it's... <laughs> That's his flex. He's gotta he's gotta rip that vest. <laughs> Make that money. So are you a Hulk Hogan fan? No. <laughs> no. I just yeah, this is the thing, like not many people are, or at least they don't like to admit it. He's a race. Um, well, I mean, I'm a big Ultimate Warrior fan, so I can't say anything. I know nothing about wrestling. I'm a big Ultimate Warrior fan, so I can't really say anything. Ultimate Warrior was a homophobe. And, um, but Hulk Hogan, like, the problem is, you know, yeah, we, we all have our heroes that, you know, we find out aren't really great people and whatnot. But Hulk Hogan, he was a the hero. Like, he told all of us in the 80s, you know, say your prayers, take your vitamins. He was the guy. He was the America's mm. hero. And then he turns out to be this terrible person. And it was like the biggest letdown. So anytime a celebrity dies, I always think, why did they have to, why does Hulk Hogan have to keep outliving all these good celebrities? <laughs> For real, he he does. He's texted me that before. (laughs) (laughs) It's always the first one. We've lost a lot of great musicians uh, just this past week, and Hulk Hogan's still walking the planet. (laughs) Oh man! But I like Gremlins too. It's funny. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he's got some funny movies, but that doesn't mean I like him. I was a little warrior when I was a kid, too, but, you know, I don't really like him either. Don't meet your heroes, unless it's me. I've met Ric Flair, you know. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he was an asshole. <laughs> I don't I have met, any I asked, heroes. I asked him for an interview, and his, he, he basically just looked at me like a piece of shit and whispered something to his agent, and then he said no. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even go, woo! gonna pay him extra how do we get it okay all right anyway gremlins (laughs) sorry if you want to listen to wrestling listen to uh field mouse's wrestling podcast mixed tag talk if it's still out there on the internet probably not (laughs) that's falling through the cracks just like biff bambot yep falling through the cracks uh that that man is all about deleting stuff so (laughs) that man loves a reboot (laughs) moving on Out of trivia. So, so let's hear what everybody thought of Gremlins. It's one of my favorite oh. movies that I watched okay. as a teenager. I would sit. Can I go first? Watch it, and and I would sit through the credits. All theme song. Feel mouth has already begun. <laughs> <laughs> we're all, we're talking over each other. 
problem. Let's let's go. Well, it's let's go with you're it. like breaking up, and I can't I'm hear you very sorry. well. Let's start. Field Mouse, what is your relationship with this movie? When did you first see it? What did you think of it then? What do you think of it now? It's one of your favorites, right? It is. I don't remember when I first saw it. I had a uh, VHS where I had recorded it off of uh, television that I watched all the time. And uh, I loved it so much. This was my first um, my first move into sitting through the credits all the time. Which at the time, it was like, man, these credits are so long that Daffy Duck is coming out and like scolding me for watching him. <laughs> True. If you sit through the credits, Daffy Duck will come out. OG and, after credits. Yeah, he'll come out and talk shit in the middle of the credits. Um, but I always, I really like the theme song, so I would sit through the credits all the time. But uh, yeah, so that's always been one of my favorite movies. That's cool, man. And actually... You've only just seen it, right? Same with me. Yeah, I just finished it today. So I just yeah. never really knew what it was, I guess. Because um, obviously, I mean, I couldn't watch that kind of stuff when I was a kid. But I never actually knew if it was like, quote unquote, a horror film or whatever. So, um, yeah, but recently watched it. Yeah, it was really good. I liked it. I'm yeah, my, <laughs> sorry. My history. I, I, I am my, loop. my history with this movie dates back about two hours ago when I first watched it. So, <laughs> um, I, I have no connection to it at all. I've had no desire to see it prior to this. Um, and I, and... I predicted, oh listeners out there, that Chris would hate this movie. How well, about... you you were right because I have no desire to see it again either. <laughs> <laughs> what? Surprise, surprise, Field Mouse. You called it. I did not like it. The main one being that you're British and you don't like it when things happen in movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I give it a solid a solid uh one and a half stars, probably. Um get out of here I, with th- your no no liking comedy ass, man. Yeah, yeah. I just I just Bland I, the thing is, I Garlic bland ass. <laughs> I told I told Ashley the other day garlic bread, and she said that she's going to divorce my bl- You're going to divorce your what? Bland, bland ass. ass. Oh, bland ass. You cut out just enough time for me to think you were saying she was going to divorce her balls. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Gremlins too. Like, I mean, I can see why people like it. I can see why you like it, Field Mouse. It's just not my bag at, at all. It's just, it's too comedy. It's too stupid. There's just no plot, zero characterizations. Like, it's just what? a bunch of jokes and gags and one liners. And it's just, and just chaos. that, really. It's chaos. Know? It's just too much chaos. It's too much slapstick, Field Mouse. It's too much, that, too much that, slapstick. That, and that's why I, I was like, man, if you think Poltergeist has slapstick, which still blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but the I'm thing is, we're gonna hate Gremlins too because it does. Have, it actually has slapstick, and like, yeah, and it's it's by design, and that's part of what I love it. Like, I, it has the right amount of callbacks to the first movie. It uh, it is not taking itself seriously. It's, I mean, just even like to the scene where Phoebe Cates is starting to tell her story about Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> 
stupid. Like, right. I will say I that scene. That. It did make me smile. That was actually quite a funny little like meta poke to the first. He's film. like, no, like, not again, babe. It was <laughs> <laughs> because shut that, up. That was... That was something I picked up on the first film when I was like, oh, I mean, that scene was ridiculous. And obviously they picked up on that and made fun of it in this, which did make me smile. I did actually like that little gag. But, I mean, mostly I'd say that it wasn't funny. I mean, I'd think that it's a pretty pointless sequel. It's worse than the first one. And I will say that I think I was quite harsh to the first one. Mm. But, but I want to hear about why you guys really like this film. Tell me why you love it. Um, what are I some of the highlights? Was, some of the highlights for me was just the goofiness. And, you know, I didn't really care for, like, Billy or whatever. But I just liked, I don't know. There was just something to it. It was just chaotic and these, like, cute little pup, like puppets and everything like that. And then the character, like, the... The personalities that they would give, they would give each one. <laughs> I don't know. I just liked it, and I thought it was really cool that it was. It it gave me like, um, don't hate me for saying this, but it gave me like Ghostbuster vibes. Of course, because it's in what is it in New York, right? But it gave me like that kind of chaos type of monster. T- I don't know movie yeah i'd, I I'd say that's a fair it's a fair comment it's almost like the same kind of comedy isn't it it's the same kind of vibe a little bit i mean i'd say it's probably scarier than like it's i feel like it's more adult ish than than ghostbusters but it has that same 80s i know it was made in 1990 but that same 80s like blockbuster vibe sort of even though i don't think it was a blockbuster was it yeah, was oh, this no. successful, Field Mouse? Do you know if it was well-received? Um, I mean, there, there was no three that came after it, so it couldn't have done that well. Well, they're still talking about doing a three. but Yeah, I mean, apparent, uh, apparently uh, they're going to bring out a three in 2024. That's what I've heard. That would be hilarious. So, you didn't like anything about the movie? I've got my highlights here. My highlights oh. are special effects. I thought they were amazing. Like the puppets, like even by like today's standards, they were so good. Like they really held mm-hmm. up. Like I really like the effects in the first film, but they were like even better in this one. Like yeah, it was really is. impressive. Like, I loved how everything looked. The gremlins looked amazing and all the special effects were great. It had an estimated, according to IMDb, it had an estimated budget of fifty million dollars, but it only grossed uh, worldwide like forty-one million four hundred. Ooh, yeah, that was that was a flop. So yeah, it didn't do all that good, um, which is just kind of the, the curse of the sequel, which was a big yeah. Thing. I wonder if if they'd have done another Christmas one, like set it at Christmas, it would have done better. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. If they made that the gimmick, do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's the best one they could have made. I but like I- it. I think it's good for a second one. Because, like you said earlier, it doesn't take itself seriously. It's pretty much a parody of itself. I like movies like that. You know, I I enjoy that. Except for the... That bond. <laughs> that way, right? But what? Nothing. 
<laughs> I didn't, I really didn't hear you. I'm oh, sorry. Friday the Thirteenth movies that are like that, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will. That I loved the film's energy. Like it was like full of energy, and like I may not have liked the movie, but I was never bored. Like I was entertained the whole way through. So that's a plus, you know. I just wasn't too fond of what was going on on screen, which I'll go into. Um, okay, let's. I want to talk about some negatives then. <laughs> so, one of the main things that I didn't like in this was I just hated the amount of gizmo abuse. Like, he gets captured and tortured and like tested on and. You know what I'm like? I fucking hate animal testing and abuse and stuff like that. And to see Gizmo, one of the cutest movie characters of all time, getting treated so harshly, like even when it's meant to be like a comedy thing, like it just broke. I know I was sad too. That one. He was so just distressed. He got his. He got. He got his licks in. He did at the end, but like it was a rocky road till that point. Like he was so upset for most (laughs) of the movie, and it just broke my heart. It, I mean, yeah, and I, I'm with you on that. But I mean, I think that helped um, solidify why he did what he did because technically, just him lighting that uh, arrow to shoot at Mohawk should have like scared him. Should have hurt his eyes. It was too bright for him. But he was done with him, and it was like a, he had to suffer through it for a second. <laughs> he was just like, true. tired of I mean, shit. <laughs> I was I was talking about how there was no characterization in this, but Gizmo had an arc. Yeah. It's very true. He he carried the movie. <laughs> but in the process, he fucking broke my heart. Like, you know, he, he gets he gets out from that cage. Now, first of all, right, he's distressed in the cage. And then yeah. they play the music and he starts dancing and like comes out the cage. And I was like, oh, th- this is good. I like this. And then Christopher Lee grabs him and shoves him back in the cage and threatens him. And he was sad again. And I was sad again. And then he gets rescued by Billy. Because thank God for that delivery man whistling Gizmo song, yeah. Um, and and then and then he puts him in the drawer, and, and then Billy traps Gizmo's hand in the drawer. So I was yeah. sad again about that. <laughs> and then, and then he got out, and then he gets trapped again by the new batch, and mm. then he gets tied up on a train track by them, and he's just so like in distress for so much of this movie. I just couldn't handle it. <laughs> And it's all because of that damn water fountain. Yeah, oh, that was pretty funny. I I don't know. I like the way that it was set up. It was very like I don't know, very cartoony. I guess oh, maybe I like that kind of stuff. I really it like was really playing space up Space Jam and yeah. I love Muppet Christmas Carol and all that kind of stuff. So it's probably why I liked it a lot. Yeah. I can understand, like, yeah, it, it is rough watching Gizmo take all that much heat. Um, I don't think that that's part supposed to be funny. Uh, sad. Maybe maybe sad. Like, like the whole the whole thing surrounding Gizmo and Mohawk, like, I don't think, I think the comedy ends when it comes to those two. And I mean, that's just me. Everything else is silly and wacky and goofy, and I love it. But, like, everything surrounding Gizmo and Mo- Mohawk's the one that starts shooting at people. Mohawk is the one that turns into a spider and like traps people in his webs. Like, there's nothing funny about Mohawk once he goes gremlin. Anyway, that was actually a pretty scary scene. That it was pretty well done. Yeah, 
and it gave and, me like the thing yeah. vibes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's such a good movie. Oh yeah. I I didn't like Gizmo being getting hurt and it made me sad and I'm, but I'm glad that there wasn't a dog in this one that got tor- uh, tormented. Yeah, I saw oh, a dog. Oh, but you said the monkeys uh, got tormented though. Ugh. I saw a dog appear in this like you know when Billy was going to his flat and there was like a trash dog like in the, in the trash and I was like I hope that dog doesn't get involved in this. Someone that does return from the first movie, though, is uh, we get more of the uh, racist neighbor, Murray. Um, He's very annoyed about, well, he's he's quite amazed in this one that there's Russian cab drivers. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) This guy just doesn't quit, does he? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He's played by the great Dick Miller. Dick Miller. Fantastic actor, and you know, may he rest in peace. He he was also in uh, Demon Knight and uh, Chopping Mall. Uh, he's in all sorts of stuff. He uh, is he is good actually. I do like him in this. Various character, like yeah, he is kind of like racist and paranoid, and and you know, very uh, Republicany. Which now we have a t- you know they're just kind of everywhere now, so it's even funnier now for us. But I just want to mention that um. And Zach, obviously, they return, and they are terrible once again. <laughs> I, I was telling, I think it might have been you, Ashley, where I was talking about that about how they just have a very cold relationship. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, not believable <laughs> at all. Yeah, like I mean, I accept it because I'm I'm supposed to, and I've watched these movies for so long. But yeah, I mean, it's not very believable. He kept calling her honey, and I was just like, <clears throat> I'm throw up. I like. <laughs> I, when Kevin I and I first started dating, the redhead. <laughs> oh, but when me and Kevin first started dating, he would call me hun, and I, I literally was like, "Please don't call me that." <laughs> <laughs> like you, you could call me babe, you can call me sweetie or whatever, but not hun. I don't know. It just didn't. I don't like the way it sounds. Me and Abby genuinely call each other cunt. That's our term of endearment. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is that good or bad? I don't know. Well, it's it's reality. We we do we don't do babe or honey. We do cunt. <laughs> yeah, Billy was a pushover in this movie. Yeah. What do we think about the redhead? I've forgotten her name now. Uh. Meh. Yeah. I mean, she she's kind of funny to watch uh, as she tries to like. As as she tries to like slither her way into corporate oneness, I guess I don't know. She's, but yeah, I could I could give or take Marla. I think her name Marla. What's her name? Yeah, Marla. Yeah, I thought she was a like pretty fun character to watch. I thought it was oh. funny in that scene where like Billy's giving everyone like you know like the the the, the plan of action. And then he just like turns to her at the end and just says, "Marla, smoke." <laughs> I like watching her try to uh, try to explain to uh, um, Kate what happened at the dinner while yeah. Kate trying to decide whether or not she wants to cut her loose from the spider web. Yeah, <laughs> I would have just left her there. Yeah, going back to um, about going it. back to this. Going back to the smoking, I also wanted to mention, like, 
what's the deal with like all the ashtrays in like this movie and and like the fir- the first one it was like the the dad was trying to sell like a some kind of fancy ashtray and in this one Dude, it was all about smoking self was such a thing here it was we had like smoke you know smoking sections and burger king and stuff like that like people smoked mm-hmm. so much in the 80s like what the fuck <laughs> As the dude that uh, worked for uh, Clamp that was always, you know, getting busting Billy's balls, that was like, you know, I'm sure you would like that uh, smoke an ashtray that reads "Rest your butt here," like that dude. <laughs> up. Like he's <laughs> he's just so serious about everything, and and he never drops his business thing. Where like they're running from the gremlins and they're like talking about slice of life, and he's like, "That's a problem tenant right there." <laughs> Did you notice that bit where? Uh got caught on camera like skiving at work and then they were like oh there's no more health benefits for you now because you've got caught skiving at work yeah um and like imagine if that was really what happened like i wouldn't have a job like anymore like (laughs) (laughs) one of my favorite parts about the about the whole clamp uh plaza is the automated um voices yeah like I, I always forget the uh, yeah. oh, this building is on fire. Enact the age old uh enact the age old act of self preservation or something like that. But my favorite one is like Mr. Welcome to the men's room. <laughs> hey, <laughs> um, the best one in there is I, I sure those hands. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking, we actually need that because yeah. the amount of people that it, you say if I'm in a cubicle in work and I hear someone come in and take a piss in the urinal and I listen and they do not wash their hands afterwards. They go straight back out. And that is not cool. Yeah. Oh, are disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> wash your hands, you filthy animals. But I, I just love the whole deep voice and everything. Like, Mr. Welcome to the men's room. Like they had the man. <laughs> that damn robot. Love it. So goofy. So good. Another one as well. Um, you know the motion sensor lights. Um, like this is a real thing in my work as well. Like when I'm like sat in the break room, and like if you don't move for a while, you know if I'm like sat there and I'm on my phone, the lights will go out. So I've got to start like waving my arms around to like make the lights come back on. But <laughs> if it doesn't come, if I can't make it come back on, I'll just sit there in the dark you know just and then someone will walk in and i'll scare the shit out of them because i'm just sat there in the dark <laughs> yeah that's probably what i would do <laughs> like, lights around. i guess i'm in the dark now i'm trying to look at other things that i liked about this um Did we're talking like- about all the personalities and all the different types of gremlins in this i quite like that that we all get we get all like different types i really yeah. like the um the bat gremlin yeah like I like the way that um, it burst through the wall and made the Batman logo. That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably my favorite scene. Gets covered in concrete and then turns into the gargoyle. I thought that was pretty clever. Yep. Goes up to the Cathedral of St. Eva Marie. What's your guy's favorite scene? Um, I don't know. I enjoyed so many of them, but I think... I kind of, to be honest, kind of like the end whenever <laughs> the, the bride uh, gremlin comes and the guy's just like, eh, why not? 
I wanted to right. I want to talk about this um, this particular gremlin. Like, how do we feel about the uh, female hormone gremlin? Like, is this okay? Is this not okay? Like, <laughs> what's the? Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't. But like, one thing that I find interesting about that is that uh, it's implied that there were women gremlins in the first movie. Um, yes. So this gremlin. Like, is trans. And oh, like, okay. I guess they don't really, me. they don't really, uh, you know, expand on that or say it outright as they oh, come okay. out ninety. But like, if you look at the bottle, it has like the uh, kind of circle with it has both the female and the male. Uh, oh, okay. And uh, like I said, like it's there, like the... there's at least one female gremlin in the first movie. Ah, yeah, okay. I remember. I I thought that they'd had the um the female hormone. Ooh. I thought that's what happened, but I didn't realize it was both of the hormones together. The gremlins also so there's not really any like other than for comedic value. There's no point in. That. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was gonna I, say that too. I thought it was funny though, because it's like, where did they get that skimpy leopard print outfit from, and the miniature wedding dress? <laughs> <laughs> And um, that Imagine. line that they have as well when they're trying to, like, kiss the man and, like, cling on. And they just say, why can't you commit? <laughs> yeah, she's, she's got some of the best lines. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right, I want to talk about a, a scene that genuinely made me feel sick. Can you guess what it is? Uh, Whenever they're all multiplying in the bubbly yuckiness, the paper shredder scene. Oh, the paper shredder scene! Oh, that was disgusting. This is a horror host, everybody. Oh man, you know what I'm like? I'm squeamish, but I just thought that was disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, my favorite scene might be uh, the interview. Um, but for one thing, I love uh, Grandpa Fred. And I love the camera guy. I was going to say that, too. I, I like him. And the interview with the brain gremlin always cracks me up. Like, how he just stops talking about wanting civilization long enough to turn around and shoot uh, the other gremlin. Like, everything he says is funny. <laughs> he's like, you know, there's, he says, you know, we, there's the Broadway shows. we got to figure out how to get tickets to that. There's also a bunch of muggings, and I believe we can watch those for free. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I just, yeah, that whole interview I love. Like, the Brain Gremlin is hit or miss with me, but uh, that specific interview I love. <laughs> I wanted to point out that I thought the um, the fashion in this movie was fucking disgusting. Like, <laughs> just on the wrong side of the 80s. You know, in oh, that weird yeah, transition agree. from the 80s to the 90s where everything's just ugly as fuck. <laughs> You got a guy dressed as Dracula to ruin the news. You can't go wrong with that. Well, that's watched. true. I mean, pro- that's true. He was probably the best dressed character in this film. <laughs> Speaking of Dracula, what do we think of Christopher Lee in this? Hilarious. I, I think it's great that he's in it. That anytime you have somebody the caliber of Christopher Lee in a movie this ridiculous, I am over the moon. I was absolutely surprised to see his name appear in the titles, I was like, oh my god, Christopher Lee, I love Christopher Lee in everything, even the shit films he's in, and as usual, he was just on form, everything he's in. 
and he's so ridiculous, like how much he loves diseases and stuff like that. <laughs> like rabies. Yeah. Got rabies, and I'm supposed to get the flu next week. <laughs> My malaria. You see, Phil Mouse, you reciting these lines is making me like this movie more. See, you, so you got to have fun. That's all. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't like yeah. Fun. That's the thing. <laughs> you know, you don't. You, you <laughs> British bland ass. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Okay, yeah, sorry. This is an ambush. <laughs> I'm being mean now. I'm at that level of loopy where I'm mean. Oh no. <laughs> um what else what else we want to talk about? Favorite character, Gizmo, clearly. Gizmo. I can't think of anyone better. I mean I I like so many of the characters in this. Um, but you know, it's hard to deny Gizmo. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to like any of the um, human one. Well, I mean, I think the like, I like Daniel Clamp. He's so like he's so clueless at the time. <laughs> it's hilarious. He's his head is so busy trying to think of the next thing to sell that he doesn't know what's actually going on in the world. And which is, uh, you know, like I said, that's Donald Trump and Ted Turner all over. But like, <laughs> he yeah. wasn't interesting. Yep entertaining to watch but uh i mean i loved i mean the the whole line where he's like you know they're coming up with a plan and he says yeah i need you to go outside and handle this and he goes oh yes i finally get to use my secret exit <laughs> like that would be <laughs> oh finally i've been wanting to use this little el- elevator for so long <laughs> <laughs> how many secret exits do you reckon donald trump has oh not enough <laughs> isn't he selling like trading cards now Oh, I don't want to get into that right now because that could go on a whole, whole nother. That's a whole nother thing. But that's you know that is a whole nother thing. Have we got anything else we want to talk about? I don't know. I'm good. I mean, I will definitely watch it again. I enjoyed it. It's something for like, it's like a background movie, yeah. comfort movie. You know, just one of those like, okay, I already know it's gonna happen, so let's just put it on. Yeah, that's one to get high to. And I mean, you know, I, like I said before, it is my favorite—not my favorite, but it is one of my favorite movies. It's one from my childhood. I've got a lot of stuffed gizmos and uh, and stuffed mogwais in general. And yeah, I, I I like the Gremlins franchise. Do you like this better than the first one? Yeah, but interesting. But I, I'm not willing to say it's better than the first one, but I like it better than the first one. You like it better. Yeah, it, that makes perfect sense. It's more to me. Like it, it's like I said, for whatever reason, like I had both of the movies on that cassette tape I was telling you about, and for whatever reason, Gremlins Two was on it before Gremlins One. The eighties, y'all, eighties and nineties. The best. <laughs> Nothing will ever come best close. The best. Um, my overall thoughts: I didn't like it. I just found it too stupid, too chaotic, too gross, too min to gizmo as well. Um, too comedy. You have just explained me in a nutshell. Besides being mean to gizmo, I'm gross <laughs> and funny. Or mean, You're too gross. <laughs> Not funny. I'm chaotic. <laughs> it's just there's just no plot to this movie. What? Who needs plot? I was about to say that. What what's the plot when you have puppets? 
if you want plot mm. and start your drama homeschool podcast, you're in horror home. <laughs> That's a very good point. Um, <laughs> it does have some bad acting in it, though. Um, but again, what's a horror movie without bad acting? Uh, right. But yeah, personally, I mean, just a personal thing. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. <laughs> But that's just me. I don't. You wanna, recommended I really... Pearl to me, and I wish you hadn't. It was a great movie. It's one of my favorite films it's I've seen a this great year. Movie. I would rather watch Gremlins two over Pearl every day. Well, we're very different people, aren't we? Actually, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the British version of "Bless Your Heart." <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, that, that I reckon that about does it for this episode. Um, Sorry, we're all loop de doop dee. So, what is coming in the new year for the pod? Oh, We've got some surprises sure. for you in the first few months. But in April, we will be launching the year of the one. So, we're going to be covering all of the James Wan films including the Conjuring franchise and the Insidious franchise, because they have new movies coming out in both of those franchises next year. So, yeah, strap in for some spooky stuff. That's coming in April. But before that, we're going to be doing some random bits and bobs. Uh, Like I mentioned earlier, I think we're going to be doing Terrifier 1 and 2 for January. Um, But, yeah, so, Phil Mouse, I'm I'm afraid you're going to have to watch those movies if you want to listen. (laughs) I made that deal. I'll watch Terrifier when you watch uh, Dead Alive. Dead Alive. Okay, I'll deal. watch it. Deal. So that's what's coming. Um, Phil Mouse, I want to thank you again for coming on. Thank um, you for Yeah, thank you. Maybe one day we'll get you to guest on when we do a good movie. Um, <laughs> or maybe, maybe that can be your thing. You can come on for movies that you love, but I hate a lot of those, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah man you're welcome back anytime thanks again no problem thank you um social media or links you'd like to share with the listeners if they want to find you online oh uh we'll go to uh all for twitch.net and offbrandmusic.com and download my new ep kingdom of nile do it it's good i bought I'll it it's it, really good i'll put the link in the show notes I want to give a shout out to our wonderful Patreon supporters. Field Mouse, he's right here. Hey. John, Nicole, Ryan, Vincent, Tom, Wade, Ash, and Kyle. We love you all. Thank you so much for your continued support. You all rule. As always, you can go to horrorhomeschool.com to find all of our links to all the platforms where you can listen to the show. Our Patreon, which is bursting at the seams with extra bonus content our socials and our merch personal social media stuff you can follow me on instagram at chris j wakefield me underscore abraham lincoln underscore happy new year everyone we'll see you in 2023 and remember a man can always agree with others it's more difficult to agree with oneself <laughs>